You're listening to the Lucas Askew Experience. Now, here's your host, the one and only, Lucas Askew. Hello world, welcome to Lucas Askew Experience. As the farewell season rolls on, it's all about highlighting new guests and experience, as well as blending in some of the classic LAE topics. And if we're talking about classic topics, my obsession with a certain reality television show would be near the top of the list. Yes, I'm talking about Big Brother. Season 22 is here, Big Brother All-Stars, the second edition of the All-Star format. Now, I cannot wait to break down the house guests and preview this season for you. This is the 20th year of this game, and life has definitely changed quite a bit since Y2K. Or shall I say, Will 2K. Long live Will Smith's bustling rap career. So with the new season just kicking off, there's no better time to do a preview podcast. And if it's going to if it's going to be an all-star theme season, I need to bring on an all-star lineup of guests to dissect this game and predict what is to come. My first guest, you've heard his somewhat soothing voice before. He's a socialite in the New York scene and one of the most important people to know. Regardless of his busy schedule, he always finds the time. He always finds the time to watch every single episode of Big Brother over the past two seasons. I believe it's because he is meticulous about scheduling and calendaring every single phone call conversation that we have had over the past five years. He's also one of the friendliest people I know, so I'm I'm sure he's going to bring his patented, upbeat energy to the pod. Mr. Kelsey Philpott. My other guest is one of the most knowledgeable analysts of the Big Brother game. In addition to his deep understanding of the game, he's also well-connected with many past Big Brother guests. He'll be able to give the inside scoop of what is really like inside the mind of a Big Brother guest. Jimmy B, now now that I've set the table for both of these all-star guests, let's actually meet them right after this break. We appreciate Jimmy, you uh, coming on board. Kelsey's been here before, um, but you'll you'll learn the ropes really quickly. It's about great, raw, authentic, and emotional conversation. I'm gonna just show parent of the year here. So my two daughters, um, not quite teenagers yet, but almost. And uh, we, for some reason, just over the years, we watched Big Brother together, and. Uh, they not only impacted my draft strategy, but tonight we were uh, we were catching up and watching the the debut, and uh, my youngest had a crush on Cody, um, and she goes, "Oh my gosh, that's the guy that I had a crush on." And I said, "Well, that couldn't, you know, he must have been on like two or three years ago. He was on five years ago, I think." So uh, I've been letting my kids watch this show, I guess, since they were maybe seven or eight, which uh, I don't know what it says about me, but uh, it's good, good, clean fun. Cody was BB B- 16. So it's been, uh, it's been a number of years, but you're, you're basically just molding them uh, to understand not only uh, their, their livelihood, but this is the, the greatest social experiment there ever has been. So you're, you're teaching them the art of conversation and relationship. So you really are the, uh, the parent of the year, Jimmy. Sometimes you have to use your physicality. Sometimes you have to use your social game. Sometimes you have to use your smart. So it all, uh, it's, it's great life lessons. So this goes back to 2016. So this will be the fifth year that we've 
Lucas tracked it like this. So last year, uh, yes, it was uh, myself uh, winning with uh, the home run pick of Jackson, who scored 24 of my 47 points. Um, Lucas, you were in second with 33. And then Jimmy, you uh, you placed third with with an impressive 17. <laughs> That's a top three finish, though, Jimmy. That uh, you can put that on the resume. They don't need on to know podium. how many people are in the draft. Yeah, exactly. That's right. So, gentlemen, before we get to drafting, let's talk about these 16 house guests at large. Each have played at least one season in the past. Someone out the first week. Some made it all the way to the end and won. Jimmy, I want to start with you. How many of these house guests will continue their previous strategy that led them far in the game? And how many will actually shake it up? I'll defer to the champ. Uh, say that one more time, Jimmy. I didn't quite hear. I, it, it doesn't I said I'll defer to the champion. You're the champion. I'll let you go first. Lucas, uh, Lucas usually dominates this game. Uh, although I think it is the year of Mr. James, bro. I, I think... Uh, I think it's your turn to, to steal a show. I, I think it's also such a an unpredictable year because trying to, Lucas, to your point, determine whether the last showing or several showings, in the case of Janelle, is her fourth appearance on the show, is representative of how she's going to play this game um, is really hard to determine. Plus, we're also not probably dealing with any showmances right, which typically muddy the waters and can drag people down, like as they said on the show with Bailey, you know, Swaggy P, for better or for worse, uh, worse certainly in the short term, dragged her game down, uh, for better in the long term became her husband. Yeah, I'll, just, I I'll just correct one piece, Swaggy C. Um, Swaggy C would definitely not oh. be happy that you mentioned Swaggy P. Um, Swaggy C would like you to know that he's actually more popular in his mind than Swaggy P. But, yeah, all right. Yeah, slip up. I mean, he should be flattered. You have so many people that are now married with kids. Like, you look at Janelle or even, like, Christmas. Christmas has a, a child named Loyal. Let's see if she actually stays loyal to her housemates. That's my big question. Yeah. It, it seemed like one of every two people, if not two out of every three, were effectively saying, I learned a lot last time. I was impetuous. I was this, I was that. I'm, I'm going to come and, and, and play different. But I, I sort of feel like you, you revert to some of your baser instincts once you get into that house. Like your, your plan can often go out the window. So I'm, while they're saying that, I'm not sure that I believe it for many of them. Everybody who didn't win last time is coming in with this completely new strategy, which I think there's only a, you know, a few winners, so I'm not sure how that's going to uh, play out. But I was a little fascinated by the first competition. Do you feel like people – were they really that bad at that game, or were people just all at this point you just know you're supposed to throw the first head of Alistair competition? When Ian said, oh, I can't even remember which, which one of the stools is, is wobbly, I'm like, okay, yeah, you definitely threw that chicken. You're the smartest person in this house. <laughs> Come. No, it, it seemed like a very easy competition and only a, almost half completed in four minutes. Like it, it was just, it was very odd. Like someone like Tyler 
really good with competitions, struggling with that. No offense. That teeter-totter thing is, it's not easy, but I do think more people would have actually done that. But it's early in the game. You don't want to get the blood on your hands. You don't want to be that person. But young, young Cody, as was said, screw it. I'm, I'm becoming the HOH. So we'll see what that means. I feel like there's a, there's a certain type of person that wants to get in that environment. They cannot not compete like, you know, um, with every ounce that they can. And I, I'm always fat. Like, I don't know what I would like. I feel like I know that you shouldn't win the first HOH competition. Um, but I think once you get put in that environment, like, do you, does your competitive juices take over and you just can't help it? I don't know. Well, and his girlfriend was basically like, if you come home in the first week, I won't be here. <laughs> and I, I would guess to that end, like, what, what are the betting odds at this moment that there is someone that comes back into the house, given COVID and everything else? Are they just going to send that, whoever's out goes pack, and this is the first year in recent memory where no one comes back into the house? In my the deep blogs that I get into uh, and follow uh, reality TV fans like myself. uh, I've been scouring the internet and thanks, thanks to Brent Wolgamot actually gave me the inside scoop of who was actually going to be on a couple days before. So I was doing some initial research before the actual main event. uh, But what he, he he said in talking with the executives, they do not want to do any battle back or anyone coming back. Like once you're out, you're out um, to your, point kind of the covid precaution they've created this bubble here you don't want to break it with any one person to just screw up the rest of the house did your uh, did your source talk about who made it to quarantine but did not get into the house yes there was uh there was some notable omissions you had casey the former winner of uh, two seasons ago she was part of the the group uh they didn't share whether or not they had covid um i think that was the kind of the gray area no one wanted to, to talk about. Uh, but Josh, if you remember Josh, the winner who beat Paul, uh, he was there, but I think just didn't fit with the, the rest of the mold. So they, they cut him uh, and removed him. There aside. were no pots to bang. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there was definitely that they brought some former winners and, and um, I think where they've netted out with the 16, I think it's a good mix of some old classics. You have Danielle Donato, um, going back to season eight, um, you've got Janelle, obviously the perennial uh, super mom, um, Kaser, who America's favorite, but he's a terrible player. Uh, but then you've got some of the, the the newer faces, like a Christmas, like a, a Bailey, like a Devon. Um, so I think they netted out with a good core sixteen. And David, David, David returns. This is now his third shot to go past week one. <laughs> like. <laughs> Do you think David has an advantage now because no one knows his game? He's only played one week in this Big Brother game. You don't have the the game tape. Uh, he could be a Michael Jordan type. We just haven't seen him put up any enough shots. So maybe. Yeah. So uh, I've watched every season, but there were still one or two people that when I saw them, I was like, "Who is that?" So like, I'm curious if you guys had a similar. Uh, who who was the person that you were like, I've never seen this person before? Keisha. Uh, I, I don't remember Keisha whatsoever. Keisha was in Dan's season. She didn't really do much. She, she won America's Favorite somehow. I'm not quite sure. Um, but I think my biggest shocker was seeing Memphis 
six, seven, eight, nine years later, he now looks like Uncle Joey from Full House. He's definitely changed his entire complexion. He was married, he got divorced, has a kid now. Um, he, he definitely he looks and feels different. It's funny you say that about Memphis. I, I mean, I watched that season. Like, that was the Dan season, right? And I looked at Memphis and I was like, I don't know who that is. Like, I just, I cannot, he was not um, a memory in my head. Can we also talk about the fashion going back on these years? Like, Enzo season where he started the brigade and you had Hayden and, and some other guys. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how baggy are your pants, dude? And then I look back at pictures for myself in 2006, 2007, 2008, and I think, oh, what was I thinking? Like, I could have made pants for three different people. I, I sound old now. I sound like, you know, my parents did back in the day, but it's brutal. Who were you guys looking to see that you that that wasn't there? Like, what 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 was the one name that you were you were hoping would be on the list that you're disappointed not to see? I mean, my my all time favorite of, of ever is Doctor Will, but I don't know that he's ever going to come back. Um, but my like myself and my kids, they really they loved Polly. You know, wanted to see Polly back, so I was a little, little disappointed he wasn't there. Polly with the beard, or Polly. Uh, the guy that got into fights with Davon, like Cody's brother. Oh no! I'm sorry. Was it Paul then? Paul with yeah. the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I I was actually surprised. Like, if you could get Janelle to come back for a fourth time, um, Paul with two consecutive second place finishes should have probably won both times. Um, I figured he might give it one more kick at the can. I wonder whether he was in that quarantine group or whether he just said, you know what, I'm moving on with my life. Uh, he, yeah, he, he positioned it externally that he made the decision. Uh, he was contacted, but it was, he didn't necessarily want, he wanted to focus on things. Like I think he said more important uh, in this point of his life right now, which is you know, understandable. He, you've done it twice, but yeah, I think he would have been at the top of the list of, to see play again. I want to see Victor. I know you brought uh, Nicole, but it's not like Victor's going to plan the wedding himself in Ubley, Michigan uh, with 800 people. Bring him on. Bring him on and have them be a target because they are an actual couple. And for me, it was Derek, though. Like I wanted to see whether next to Dr. Dr. Will – who I think is the greatest player of all time. I wanted to see whether he could recreate his magic with people being aware of how good he was and how cerebral he was, whether he could kind of pull off that shy, quiet type. Um, that was, that was the one miss for me. Roll out the, the checkbook for that guy and, and back up the Brinks truck, like get him on the show. Especially if it's an all-star season to, yeah, to your point. You want the greatest players of all time, like Dr. Will, like a Dan, like a Derek. So, but I guess we'll, we'll have to do with what we have. Okay. I think we can, uh, if you want to jump in the draft, I want to be mindful of uh, Bourbon Jimmy uh, and his, <laughs> his, his definitely East Coast time. So if we, you want to start it off, but team, team Jimmy is bringing to the table this season. 
Yeah. I, well, first of all, I've proven that I'm terrible at this game. Um, it's just like it's so unpredictable. It's like choosing a quarterback in the NFL, right? Like it's a 50-50 chance. Um, I had made up my mind I was going to go one direction. And literally on the way downstairs, I told my oldest that I was coming down to do a draft, and she flipped me. So with the first pick in the 20 in Big Brother Season 22 All-Stars, I am going to select Ian. Ian Terry. Wow. One of the, the former winners. Um, one, arguably one of the toughest seasons. Season 14 took down a bunch of BB legends, blindsided Mike Boogie, helped get rid of Janelle, beat Dan Giesling in the final two. Ian, that's, uh, that's a very good pick, Jimmy. Thank you. I'm not sure I feel good about it, but uh, I, I can't take it back now. Well, with uh, the number two pick, Team Otev, sponsored by the Lucas Hasek Experience, Team Otev would like to pick Cody, part of the uh, the Hitmen Alliance during Derek's season. I think Cody proves all the doubters wrong that it wasn't Derek that pulled him to the end. It was him that pulled Derek to the end. So, Cody, give me Cody, second pick. So, I think we're all aligned because I had Ian as my first and Cody as my second. So... Uh, on on my big board Um, well with the third overall pick in the uh, 2020 Big Brother season 22 fantasy draft I'm going to go with the four time entrant Janelle This, this is where we get into the depths of the draft and I'm I have so many Thoughts and questions here, uh, and I, I think I'm going to go a little bit further down my board than I'd anticipated. But with the fourth selection in the draft, I'm going to go with Tyler. Mm. Old Tyler Crispin, the uh, the runner-up, season twenty. Some say he burned too many bridges that year. I think he should have won that that season, but. He, he definitely played the, the surfer bro uh, mentality. He's moved back to South Carolina, owns a jewelry shop right now. Where will his mind be with his, uh, his lovely girlfriend who he met on Big Brother? Um, we'll, we'll see if that uh, comes back to bite you. I didn't know jewelry, the jewelry business was so hot right now. Entrepreneurs, but, good for them. Uh, if you're a social media influencer these days, you can peddle just about anything and scrape about a living, right? Well, I'll, I'll let Jimmy talk about the social media influencers because we know out of the three of us, he is uh, most connected in that space. So, um, but before we give the Instagram star the, the floor, uh, my next pick, uh, this one was a, to your point, Kelsey, it was a little tougher going down the big board. Um, but I think this person has the, the grit, has the moxie, um, still, I think has a, a uh, a rough relationship with her father who won big brother the year that they played in season eight, uh, Danielle Donato Briones, I think is her actual uh, maiden name. Now um, I like Danielle. I think she'll go under the radar early on because people forget that she played in season eight. Well, my board is blown up already, which makes me, you know, we were all in the same, I think uh, same mind space. Um, so I've got six and seven here, right? Yep. With the sixth pick, 
in the 2020 season 22 draft. I'm going to go with uh, Nicole A, Nicole Anthony. Somebody who, uh, gosh, really earned my respect last year. Like, I didn't think she was going to be a factor, and she just kept coming, started winning competitions at the right time, and uh, proved to be a heavyweight. So, uh, Nicole with that pick. With the seventh pick, I'm going to make it a true daily double, Alex. I'm going to go with Nicole F as well. So both Nicoles are uh, off the board. Team Jimmy basically can now be called Team Nicole after that back-to-back pick. It's interesting you went Anthony over Franzel, the uh, the former winner. But I like I like where your head's at going uh, going with the theme there. So do you think that uh, do former winners have it? worse because they you know the vote is that they've already won once we don't need to give them a vote again i think in the early like first four uh evictions if they can find a way past that then they become just part of the group but that early on when you're trying to find one person that the whole house can rally behind then you focus on the the former winners okay with the uh the next pick of the, the 2020 uh, Big Brother draft, uh, first season 22, Big Brother All-Stars. Uh, my pick, I, I said in the beginning, you, don't, you won't see him coming because he hasn't played more than a week of Big Brother. I think he's playing at least two weeks of Big Brother this time. Give me David from BB21. Finally, someone goes off the board. <laughs> All right. Um, he's such an interesting pick. I I think you're right that he may evade the alpha male type A radar of, of the true competitors. And he certainly got the calm, cool demeanor where he's not going to offend anybody. But I also think he's a, he's a weak one risk because no one takes him seriously or worries that much that he would come back to get them if if they were to put him up, which is always a danger. And I think that's part of what got him into trouble last season too. Um, he's a he's a boomer bust pick. Like I, I don't see him going in the middle. He's either the first couple of weeks or he's the last couple of weeks, right? Sometimes you go bigger, you go home, Kelsey. That's right. Uh, okay. Well, with this next pick. Um, trying to, so this would be the ninth overall selection in the 2020 Big Brother Season 22 Fantasy Draft. I'm going to go with um, the former job candidate of one Jimmy Brown's Christmas. Uh, feeling like she she got the short end of the stick last time around. Uh, with the, the, the foot break in, in day 13, as she said, wasn't able to show her full self, great social game, good competitor. Um, but I, I do also worry that she could be a target in the first couple of weeks because of her physique, uh, intimidating some folks, especially the, the less secure males among the group. Um, it's a, for me, if she can get through the first few, she could, she could go on to the end. Uh, and then with the 10th selection, I'm going to go with, uh, with our boy, Kevin. 
really like that Christmas pick there. I think that's a good value, especially if she learned how to play the softer side after she broke her foot last time. She might uh, be able to have it all. Now, Jimmy, you obviously have talked with Christmas the most out of the, the three of us. How do you <laughs> think her social skills when you were interviewing her uh, will translate well uh, to this game? Well, I, I, I thought she was great. You know, at the time she was trying to break into the NASCAR space and her representation at the time had wanted her to, you know, be able to pay the bills and get a job in, in racing um, as well. Um, and what I do remember about her was that, um, you know, obviously, like, I, I do think that um, she does have that sort of it factor, right? Like she, she, she's got it. She was very well spoken. And, um, fond memories of her and it was really cool seeing you know a couple of years later where uh, i'll never forget when she was sort of in that kitchen with uh really that kind of hard-ass guy um and she said you know hey do you watch nascar and he was like yeah and she said you know hey do you, do you remember that uh that's a woman who was on a pit crew and that was such a kind of a cool moment and so uh uh fond memories of her and uh, i do hope she does well i do I, you know when she broke her foot it was such a um just fluke accident, right? Like it was such a uh, bad stroke of luck that she had. So I, I hope she gets a, a chance to really kind of compete this year. The 11th, the 11th pick 11 was actually my favorite number growing up uh, when I was a, a freak athlete in my high school years, I was number 11. So fond memories of this number. Um, and I actually have fond memories of this player, even though I uh, rolled his name through the mud early on in this episode, I think third time is the charm for, Howie's boy. What up, Kaser? Give me some Kaser with this next pick. One of my favorite parts of the, the opener was the three to five seconds they showed of Kaser at his current job as a biotech executive. And he was taking a call about 2021 forecast. And it, it really looked legit to me. I felt that he was really pushing the envelope with this biotech company. So the, uh, I think, I believe it was the verbatim, the 2021 strategic roadmap. Yes. Which was, uh, yeah, there was no one on the other end of that call. <laughs> no, no, but are you saying this show is not the ultimate reality that this stuff is not actually happening? It's real to me. <laughs> uh, it's getting a little difficult here, but, um, man, I had a, a tremendous night once, uh, in this city. So I'm going to go with Memphis at yeah. number 12. All right. I, 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 you know, this contestant, said she's changed and said that she's going to play a little bit of a different game and said that she's going to, uh, you know, take a different tact. And so uh, I believe her. I'm going to go with uh, Mama Day. She's an acting coach now. I think I would, I would definitely appreciate some, uh, some acting classes. I think I've, I've shown glimpses, but I think I need someone to really uh, mold my, my capabilities. So maybe I give Mama Day a call after, her, her time in the Big Brother house. Hopefully it's short for my sake, but for yours, Jimmy, hopefully she goes the, f the full 90 days. Well, you had a look in your face when I said her name. So that was she on your board? She, she was. I, I actually was going to take her the previous one, but I was like, I think I can get her as a steal with my last pick. But you, you, you should take the people on, on the board that uh, you want. All right. That makes me feel good about that. So the final two picks. 
Kelsey and I, right? We've got uh, two very different players. And you know what? I, I think this, the person I'm going to give Kelsey, um, I think, is a, a better fit for his team because he, he, he mentioned uh, a certain partner of hers uh, that uh, he, he is a big fan of. So I'm going to take the Italian who doesn't just have his mother in his house, has his aunt, has his aunt on the third floor, mother on the second floor, and he lives in the penthouse. You want to talk about a great uh, Italian family, give me Enzo Palumbo uh, with my last pick this this draft. Founder of the brigade. He started that. Yeah, unless you didn't know. like He, he ran that entire game and should have won in his eyes. All right. Well, I um, I will I will take Swaggy C's uh, wife, fiance, wife, wife, right? Wife, wife. Good for them. Uh, yeah, you know, it, I'm really hoping that she learned from her experience last time because I think she's got comp potential and I think she's got a social game if she can be unaffected by the emotional roller coaster that is a showman's uh, and keep her eye on the prize. I like this. Uh, so that what, what I realized here, sorry to, to cut you off, Kelsey. Um, I'm I mean, the players on my team and the number of players that I have on my team. Um, 16 actually doesn't divide well by three. Um, I realized this uh, very late in this draft. How many players do you each have? Five. This isn't a good omen. I forgot I had David on my team, so I was counting. I only counted four. <laughs> Poor David. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's, I'm, I'm already a loss. So hopefully exactly why he'll be the Cinderella story of this whole thing. Just fly right under the radar. People won't even know he's in the house. Yeah. I mean, he I hope David never years. listens to this. And Last year he got booted on the first night. This year you forgot you drafted him. What a poor guy. Okay, well, do let's uh, let's run through kind of each each team. Um, what what you like, what you don't like, and we we can kind of uh, wrap it up. So, uh, Jimmy, run through your team and uh, what's jumping out at you um, with with your team makeup. Yeah, so I've got both Nicole's, Ian, Mama Day, and Memphis, and so uh, I'll reiterate: I have no idea what I'm doing because I think I come in last every year. However, I, I like my balance of my team. I think I have a, just a great, um, you know, male, female, great sort of like outward personality versus, uh, you know, an introvert. So I just feel like I got a good balance. I don't think I'm going to have anybody that's going to be, you know, eliminated on, on week one. Um, so I just feel like I'm going to try to obviously have the winner, but I'm going to try to get all five as far as I can go into the season. Kelsey, what does a, the reigning champ, how are you feeling about uh, your team this season? Do you feel you have what it takes to repeat? Re repeating is tough. Winning it once, you have the motivation, but now holding on to that cup, it's, uh, yeah. it's tough when you've got two strong challengers trying to pry it away. What What do you think? I'm not sure that I like my odds from a historical perspective, but as I look at my team, I've got Janelle, Tyler, Christmas, Kevin, and Bailey. I've got Comp Beast. And Tyler and Christmas, Janelle, who, if I recall, was especially the first season she was on a comp she'd set the records, but is probably transitioning more to a, toward a cerebral game um, as she's wisened with these years. 
Kevin, I think, is ultimate social player, um, but can can turn on the comp juice as we saw in the initial piece as he wants. And then Bailey, um, I, I think she could turn into a floater. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what her game is. I don't think it's going to be a comp-based game. I think it needs to be a social game. I think she's going to try and lay low. I think she'll probably learn from her past mistakes and just try and stay under the radar for the first few weeks. So I feel good about the team overall. Um, I think you guys have assembled, we've all assembled some pretty balanced teams here. I'm not looking at any team thinking that we're going to have the disparity in points that we did last season. Jimmy just shit the bed all together. It was, <laughs> you see how he worked, he worked that in one more time about his win from last year? Yeah, likes to, likes to poke the bear, rub it in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, and as I, I look at Team Otev, you've got Cody, Danielle, David, Kaser, and Enzo. You know, I, I, I feel top-heavy. I'm not a big fan of my, my kind of late picks, but I believe Cody – is the best player. Uh, he was actually number one on my big board. Uh, I, I feel even though he's gotten far, you can't use the same type of charm he did last season while uh, flirting with every girl in the house, kind of breaking up a marriage uh, on the outside um, due to this kind of flirt mances he would have. Did he really? He did. He did. Um, yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like he said, he's got a chip, uh, chip on his shoulder that it wasn't Derek uh, that, pulled him to the end. I think that motivates him a little bit, but I, I, I think Danielle is actually the, my catcher in the rye. Like I, I feel because she was from way back when people have probably forgotten about her a little bit and yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. I, I agree with the sentiment. I think there's, there's balance across the board, but all it takes is one uh, eviction, one blind side, one safety suite. We haven't even talked about what uh, some of these new, elements are uh, that could flip the game upside down. So I can't wait to tune in to CBS and CBS All Access Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. Can I, can I, if I, go go ahead, Kelsey. No, you you first, please. Uh, I, uh, I must say, Lucas, uh, I I feel like your team is so risk reward. You've got four people who could win it or four people who could be the first four out because they are extroverts. They are out there, big personalities. And so, uh, I, 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 you know, maybe I'll eat my words here in a, a couple months when you have the final four. But uh, I can see a couple of your folks going home first week. I, I, I put my chips in the table this season. I, I felt that this was the, the way that I needed. I need to show that I was an all-star as well, that I belonged in this season. So I've got a chip on my shoulder too to – to show that uh, I'm not just a super fan. I'm someone that strategically thinks how to draft the best team. I'm surprised that nobody here has gone like all money ball and like, you know, the last 22 seasons, how many men versus women have won and try to, you know, try to figure out like what are the, the patterns that have emerged? You know, analytics is taking over too much of our society and it's, uh, it's forcing good people out of, uh, out of employment opportunities. And I want to show that there's a human element uh, in, in life in, in this world. Um, so that, that's why I'm against uh, the money ball tactic, but I, I agree to your point, Jimmy. Uh, it's interesting that I would have put my money on Kelsey, uh, Mr. Mr. Moneyball himself, but uh, I guess he, he's got, got too much going on right now to uh, dig into the data as much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
we'll spare the podcast that story. Well, gentlemen, uh, appreciate the time today. Thanks for uh, hopping on the Luke Sassy experience. Uh, we, we appreciate you uh, for being our guest. We appreciate the LA faithful listening today. So remember, uh, continue to watch CBS, CBS All Access, uh, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Sundays. So for Kelsey Philpott, Mr. Jimmy B, uh, this is Lucas Askew. Take care. Talk soon. God bless.